This episode of the podcast is brought to you by From Within Records, the final installment in the trilogy of From Within Records exclusive, the One Scene Unity Hardcore Compilation 3, featuring Not One Truth, Hellbound, Never Again, C4, Chemical Fix, Search for Purpose, Stiff Meds, Fool's Game, Contention, Buried Alive, Live It Down, Gridiron, Adrian, Broken Vow, Nothing But Enemies, Submit, Killing Me, and Wreckage. Also, and still, a 12-inch EP coming summer 2022 by Envision. I love that band. I love being straight edge, and I'm very much looking forward to that record. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, go hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. You can also contact them via email, contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. They have been printing a lot of awesome merch. We've done all our collab tees with Good Fortune, and they will be printing all of our future collab tees. So shout out Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Before we get into today's guest, I want to send my regards to Hot Issue. This is a strange thing. I've been into K-pop since uh, it's like May 2020 or April 2020, somewhere around. I can't remember off the top of my head exactly, but somewhere around then. And somehow all the groups that I've gone into over the years have managed to stay together, except for Hot Issue. They're the first group that I've invested in that has broke up, disbanded. And it was kind of a shock a couple days away from their one year anniversary. But I'm sure their entertainment company you know, has reasons why they decided to disband the group. But it's a huge bummer. So I've been listening to a lot of Hot Issue lately just because their music to me was high quality. I I felt like they definitely stood out amongst a lot of these newer girl groups, but definitely a huge bummer to see them go. But for anyone who uh, isn't familiar, please go listen to Hot Issue, go watch their music videos, their live stages, because in my opinion, they were gone far too soon. But also on a Happier note, I want to say thank you to everybody who came out to program to see Last Straw, Higher Power, Take It to Heart, Firestarter, Major Pain, Secret Anxious Set. It was truly amazing with the amount of support that all of you showed out, uh, packed out program on a Monday night. All the bands had a great time. Everyone that I talked to seemed to have a great time. There were zero issues, so I'm very humbled, and I appreciate everyone that came out to support the show that night. We will do it again. I, I got a lot of great feedback. I'm working on some stuff, so um, I'm trying to put some, some more cool stuff together. But I just want to say thank you again. It was an amazing night, something I will never forget. Last straw, higher power, in program, wild night. Okay, so today we had to track down Will Hurst. He plays in some amazing bands. He plays in Restraining Order, Maniac, All Due Respect, Sentinel, formerly Violence to Fade. Such an amazing band. If you are not familiar, go listen to Violence to Fade. They were super sick when they were active. But it was an honor for me to finally be able to sit down with Will and pick his brain. He records a lot of awesome bands out of Western Mass. So for anyone who's not familiar with Will, I hope all of you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Will Hurst to the show.
we're live. Welcome to the podcast, Will. How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm so happy to finally have you on the podcast because I've been a fan of the bands that you play in for a long time, but also of your studio because you've uh, recorded so many bands uh, that I listen to to this day. So I, this is a real treat for me to finally have you on the podcast. Oh, thanks, man. That's awesome. I really appreciate those kind words. So for me being curious, I don't even know where you're like actually centrally located. I just kind of know like the area just based off the bands that you play in. Uh, can you just give a brief uh, you know, rundown on, on where you currently are at? Sure. Yeah, I, I live in uh, uh, Western Massachusetts. Uh, I live in a small town about a half hour outside of Springfield. Mm -hmm. um, so for people that don't know Massachusetts, Springfield's like kind of the uh i guess the center of uh western mass like the the uh we we live in the springfield metropolitan area i guess you could say and uh i live i live in kind of the the, the rural area of it okay and is that where you uh you know grew up or is that just somewhere you ended up on later on in life uh yeah i i pretty much have lived in Western Mass most of my life, pretty much since I was a kid. Um, I lived in a town called Northampton, which is like 20 minutes north of Springfield. It's college, college town. I guess it's technically a city, uh, like a small city, mm -hmm. but uh, it's like, yeah, like 30,000 people or something. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, I pretty much, yeah, I've lived in this area ever since then. I've never really moved out of Western Mass um so <laughs> that's kind of kind of my life story right there okay and uh, i'm just curious uh, how did you get into the the audio business uh, is that something that you've been fascinated with growing up or is it just something that just kind of came along the way randomly um uh, that's a good question um i guess just um um I've always had an interest in like the way uh, records were made, even like as a kid um, watching like, like documentaries and stuff like on bands, like, and I remember having this DVD, this like Metallica DVD. It wasn't some kind of monster. It was before that. It was uh, when they were making the black album, uh, you're in the, you're in the life of Metallica or something like that. And, and it's a whole documentary about them making that record. And like, I remember watching that as a kid and like watching random like VH1 shows and stuff. And just kind of, kind of seeing how bands make albums and stuff. But the thing is, I was always really intimidated by uh, the technical side of things. So like, I didn't really get into, like I didn't go to school for recording or anything like that. I didn't really like, have an interest in like learning uh all the like fundamentals of recording until way later but um kind of at an early age i had like a four track when i was in, in like middle school i think yeah i think i was in like eighth grade when i got a four track so i fucked around with that but i didn't really do much more than that until way later until college and uh, I started getting into like more digital recording and stuff. It's so accessible now. Like anyone can, you know, learn how to record something. 100%. I remember my buddy got a Mac uh, laptop like back in the day. And he was like, hey, have you heard of this thing called GarageBand? And my mind was just blown. I was like, oh, dang, you can actually just do that oh, yeah. off your laptop. Because, you know, in my perspective is always like, oh, you had to go to a big studio and it had to be this big you know, production. But then when he got that laptop, it just kind of opened my eyes like, holy shit, technology's come a long way and we can literally record something out of your bedroom just having this laptop and you know it wasn't going to be the best at that time but it just kind of opened my eyes that you didn't really need to have a whole big production to get something going dude yeah absolutely i mean i remember using GarageBand for the first time in high school i had a it was like a video audio course so i guess that was kind of like a, a early introduction to uh, I guess media production that I had when I was like a sophomore in high school. And that was the first time I used garage. And I was like, this is awesome. 
remember everyone was making videos and stuff, and I would just sit there all day fucking around on GarageBand, like with the loops and I don't know. It was so easy. Everything sounded so good, and I don't know. So I guess that was kind of an early uh, uh, introduction to that world. And you mentioned that you didn't go to school to learn how to do what you're doing. Uh, where did you source all the information to get better at, at your craft? Because I'm sure it had been like a big learning curve for you since you were on your own. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, luckily now, like, I always like kind of like when I want to learn something, regardless of what it is, I tend to like fixate on it and just kind of fucking like just find out anything i can so really i mean like luckily when i started about now it's like 10 years ago i think when i started really like collecting gear and like trying to record shitty demos and stuff i mean youtube is like a huge help uh message boards like there's just endless resources on the internet to learn you know the fundamentals of recording and uh, I kind of just obsessed over it for a year and really just luckily haven't been in hardcore playing in bands, making friends and stuff. There's never like a shortage of bands that need like a demo done or like a song recorded. So luckily where I was at, I, I was able to just talk to bands and be like, hey, like, you know, like you want to record a song for free or like 50 bucks or like give me like buy me like pizza or something mm -hmm. and uh yeah you know it, it really and i think that's if you know not to give like jump ahead and like give advice to kids but like if you want to like work in, in audio or or record bands and stuff just do it like <laughs> like like you can read all you want you can learn all you want you can go to school but like i think anyone will tell you that um experiences everything and just practicing and just doing it is the best way to learn yeah i feel like i'm in this constant um kind of like spot where i'm like i i need to get better at my craft because uh you know w when i do this podcast everything was you know um, taught to me through watching youtube videos reading you know endless uh threads on reddit and i just am constantly having to like figure out you know uh you know these troubleshoot issues that I have like earlier today. Uh, this is me peeling back the curtain. I was like, you know, uh, mixing and mastering this, uh, uh, you know, podcast. And I don't know what was going on with the program that I was using, but it was just not working the way that it normally does. It was like fucking up my audio, just like making everything, uh, well, supposedly making me just sound so blown out and just really bad. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And luckily there was like an option to, um, to use like a reference track. So it could kind of, you know, um, like you know, see those levels to kind of generate what I want. And I don't know what I, I used the reference track and it just sounded perfect after that, but I, I could not understand why my audio sounded so different when I've been doing everything the same up until like that point where my audio was just sounding so shitty and like, I don't even know what was going on. So I have to like, that's like my new thing. I have to like go figure out why my audio sounded so bad when I don't even know where like the, like the root of the problem is or even where to start to look. So it's just like, okay, cool. Here's a new challenge that I have to learn, which is fine, but it's just kind of frustrating at the same time because I just, right now, I don't know where to start. Dude, I, I know the pain. <laughs> like I know everything you just explained, like I, I've been through it. It sucks, man. Like there's like, like I said, I'm not the most technically inclined person i've never have been i've never been like a computer whiz or anything like that and mm -hmm. like so much of audio making now is is computer based like learning how to make your computer not crash when you're recording like 30 tracks at the same time but um yeah i mean luckily there's there's a youtube tutorial for everything <laughs> you know and i'm sure there's like some like old like luddite out there that's like Oh fuck this kid! You know he's he doesn't know shit. Back in my day, when we used to splice tape and all this shit, but it's like I don't know. He's got you got to keep up with the times, I guess. But yeah, um, I don't know what I'm rambling about now. But, but I, I I feel your pain. Mm -hmm. I feel your pain. 
Yeah, but luckily, uh, shout out to YouTube. YouTube, th the way YouTube is, just like the normal YouTube, I'm surprised that it's free because there's like I've learned so much from YouTube, just like basic shit. Like even I remember I got this this new job back in the day, and like part of the uniform was we had to wear a tie. I was like, I don't, I've never tied a tie before, and like before my first <laughs> shift, I was like, right, I got to go on YouTube. Like, how do I tie a tie? And sure enough, there was some random guy teaching me how to tie a tie before my first shift, and. It's uh, you know helped me change my like I used to have old Honda when like I would have like these like you know not like major fixes but things that were wrong with my car I'd go and uh, you know, look on YouTube hey this is wrong with my car how do I fix it and sure enough it's it's crazy how helpful that thing has been like throughout my entire life. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was gonna say yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know how to tie a tie, but there is uh, zip up ties now, and those things are awesome. <laughs> really? <laughs> no I one will ever know. Okay, I, I, I gotta look into that because I've obviously heard on like clip on ties. But I've never heard of a zip clip on ties. Okay, yeah, those clip ons are kind of whack. I mean, they kind of they're they're not very like durable. Mm -hmm. but the zip up ties, no one will know. Okay, all right, they just have metal in them. All right, I'm gonna, gonna tap into that and check it out. <laughs> Okay, I, I want to talk to you about uh, one band. Uh, well, we're going to talk about um, you know, a couple of your bands, but uh, there's one band that was supposed to play FYA that uh, didn't, and I, I can't remember the reason. But I'm I'm talking about um, all due respect. Uh yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, it it just didn't work out for um our singer Brandon. He he had some uh, some uh, some work related things he had to take care of last minute. Um. I, it, it is what it is you know like i i uh it would have been cool i think that fest would have been really good for us um but uh luckily you know i i think i played i forget how many sets i played that weekend but um it was just one less set for me to worry about so mm -hmm. i was kind of happy <laughs> and uh uh it wasn't anything like serious though there's no no uh uh emergencies or anything other than him having uh some work stuff he had to take care of so yeah and that was the one band that i was telling everybody like yo uh you have to show up for this set this band's so sick and <laughs> i was so pumped and um i obviously missed out and then the opportunity it just seems like more rare these days obviously like you guys are playing that show uh in new york with uh gulch and all those other bands which is awesome yep. i'm happy to see you guys uh, getting out there again and getting in front of uh, you know new people but that was just like one set i was like really bummed about like damn like this band just happened to be the, the one band that was at the top of my list of you know of newer bands that i haven't seen yet that i was excited to uh you know it just didn't happen yeah and i honestly like turning down a fest like fya is like dude like it's like it, it sucks because like you know this i i you know there's a million bands that probably want to play fya like it's probably my favorite fest like it's such a blast mm -hmm. um <clears throat> and I, I feel like our set would have went over really well but um yeah it sucks i <laughs> i feel i know i know there was a handful of people that wanted to see us um and i feel bad hopefully uh Hopefully we can make it up. Maybe, maybe if we're still doing shit. I, we, me and Lumpy have been writing. Well, not recently, but we wrote a few riffs and some songs and stuff. So we might have something out by XFYA if if there's any interest in us playing. Okay. So, well, I, that was gonna, that, that was gonna be my next question because it's been a minute since the demo came out. So I was curious if there was going to be more music coming. So I'm happy to hear that you guys are at least you know kind of working on stuff here and there. Yeah, as much as we can. Um, it's definitely like probably my least like um, active band, but um, I wouldn't rule out another uh, small release, maybe like an EP or something, or like a promo tape or something. Mm -hmm. Could happen. Okay, for sure. I, I'm definitely you know going to be looking forward to that. Um, you know, if and when it happens. Um, and I want to talk about Maniac which uh, sure. which is awesome. I've uh, seen you guys a, a, a couple times. I'm trying to think if, if I remember correctly, I think the first time I saw Maniac was uh, in Boston. It was an Edge Day show, Violence to Fades last show. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the the kind of the cursed edge <laughs> oh yeah i remember yeah I, I it was weird vibes yeah i, I remember because i'm i'm uh, you know obviously i'm friends with keith everybody's friends with keith but um sure yeah i i went out to um you know meet him the, for the first time because we were in a group chat together 
and I remember him kind of breaking down like you know like the weird vibes. But I'm I still had a good time. There's still uh, awesome bands that played that show, so I, I was still happy to yeah, make yeah. it out. The lineup was awesome. Like you know, if you put that lineup, I think in like maybe like uh, somewhere else, like I don't know, like Jersey or Pennsylvania or something like. That should probably would have popped, you know. But I think Boston was just in a weird, weird period at that time. Like it's, I, I think like a transitional period because mm-hmm. like it was kind of right before the scene that like I guess restraining order is kind of a part of like like just whatever's going on in Boston right now with like, um, uh, like all of the vanish points, pummels, and C fours and stuff like that. I mean, those bands were playing, I think, at that time, but it hadn't quite, like, come together, and there wasn't, like, all the new kids there are now. So I think, like, that show was just in that weird interperiod where, um, yeah, there just wasn't a- enough kids to, like, appeal to. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. For sure. But I- I've always been curious about Mania, because it-, it seems like uh, w- w- when I look at the band, it's not a full-time band, but somehow Maniac has managed to stay relevant over the years, even though, uh, you know, it, it, they're not, uh, you guys aren't super active. You guys aren't doing these big tours, but it's, uh, cool that you're able to put out these releases, uh, you know, th- these splits with, uh, th- these newer bands, but also have it pop off. Cause, uh, like I've said on the previous podcast, normally like sometimes when bands do splits, uh, one band will probably have like a, uh, you know, a nice trajectory from there. Then the other band will either like fade into obscurity or just kind of just be stagnant. But when I look at uh, like the splits that you guys have done, it's like you guys have kind of uh, done these splits with bands like right before they pop. So you guys like have like this ear to grab these bands right before they get big. So I- I'm just curious how you guys have managed to, you know, stay relevant uh, throughout the years. Um, I think we just, you know, we've always kind of just done our own thing since the beginning. Like Maniac's been a band now. Like people probably don't realize like, cause I mean, I first started it as kind of a joke band the first few years of it. And then I kind of like made it a little more serious, maybe almost 10 years ago. Um, the splits always just like, are like we lucked out. Um, cause I think we've done two now. Like see the pain was just like, Lennon was Lennon really dug the the Maniac LP and he, he just asked if we wanted to do a split and I, I love Seed of Pain so that was a no brainer mm-hmm. and the Spy split was kind of facilitated by by Sam Triple B and um, I like Spy so I was just like yeah fuck yeah that that'd be a cool split and they were you know getting a lot of you know attention at the time way more attention than us so i was like damn like <laughs> if they want to do it with us that's awesome like they could probably do it with a bigger band um yeah i don't know we just never really like fronted you know <laughs> that's a weird way of putting it but like we don't really like i i i mean i write all the music it's just basically just my like fucking the just me writing like the hardcore i would have wanted the play when i was younger it's just like i don't know i i don't really pay attention to trends or anything guys just do what i do if people like it they like it if they don't they don't i mean we've played some we've had some ups and downs and all that we've played good shows bad shows kind of just i don't know just exist <laughs> yeah well it's it's cool to, to know that uh, you guys are still uh doing stuff uh and you know the the, the split came out um, well, like last month at this point, which is awesome. But outside of the split, uh, are you even working on like maybe a next record or an EP? Um, I have uh, a few songs written because I, I actually kind of I originally kind of attended the last uh, that that spy split kind of be the last maniac record, not necessarily like. Not like we're gonna have like a breakup or anything like that, but just like I I I knew we weren't gonna be like a, a totally active band, and our guitar player Tyson is moving across country now, so we probably won't be playing as much. But um, I do I I have like a bunch of songs that've been written for a few years now that I could probably like 
fluff out to make like another LP or at least like some kind of 12 inch EP. So it could happen. I, I don't know when probably won't be anytime soon, but um, yeah, it, it could definitely happen. I could see another maniac record down the road. Okay. Well, I, I feel like that's just kind of continuing the, the trend of maniac, right? Cause you guys will put something out and then go about your business and then just kind of pop back in but sure. but still be relevant like, i i i've never felt like when you guys have put something out that like oh this band's uh you know uh, like sounding out of place so it just felt like cool like they're back like th- th- this music's still awesome oh yeah man thank you thank you for uh for those kind words i i, I never really like thought about that being relevant but um i i uh i think all of us just just keep our ear to the ground and um I mean, we, we just kind of do our thing regardless of uh, what's going on in hardcore, you know? And does that ever, or do you ever get influenced when you're working with bands? Because obviously you, you record so many different types of bands, so you get all these different sounds coming in. Uh, how do you not let, you know, that part of your life influence the the other part where you have to uh, you know create the music? That's a good question. Um not so much like influence me musically or like the shit I write, but certainly like um, different like production techniques and stuff, like working on different records, different ways of like engineering and stuff. But I don't record too many bands that sound like Maniac or, um, or I mean like, you know, a handful here and there that I guess share similar influences but um yeah so i guess more technical stuff i get influenced by but not so much like uh the, the bands i record if that makes any sense mm-hmm. no for sure uh i i don't know what it would be like for me if i was like you know in that chair and having to uh hear uh you know all these different types because I, I i would be curious right because obviously you get to hear a lot of this new music before um, it gets released to the public, so you're kind of getting to witness like the like the trend before it happens. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, I mean, um, it stresses me out sometimes having like these like records on my hard drive <laughs> that like um, I know people will are excited for, <laughs> um, but uh, I kind of I kind of I, I like to treat every band kind of the same though you know like i try to i try to respect everyone's creative vision um but you know I, i'd be lying if i said there there wasn't certain records i work on that i'm more excited on than others you know but uh yeah i guess, I guess i'm fortunate to be able to hear a lot of this stuff before it hits the street and uh, have you ever been in a situation where you are recording a band and personally you just absolutely hate the music, but uh, <laughs> you just go through with it anyways? And also, you don't have to name the band, but I'm just curious. Have you ever been in a situation like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not often, but very rare. Like I can usually appreciate something about mm-hmm. every band I record, uh, but I've definitely had like one, a few that come to mind that were like, "What the fuck is this?" Like. Usually, like, kind of, like, people that have really no, like, most of the band maybe might not have a connection to hardcore or punk. And, like, there's just, like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it happens. I, I try to make the best of it. I try to, like, just, you know, my job's to make them, like, not only sound good, but, like, just sound how they want to sound. You know, I try to try to fulfill everyone's uh creative vision um it comes with the territory i'm lucky though i mean i'm not as like you know there's some recording engineers who do it like for a living like a real living i kind of do it as a as a side gig but um uh i know like there's a lot of recording engineers that have to like record like a lot of shit they're not into just to make uh, ends meet. And um, that's not the position I'm in. I'm very fortunate that most of the stuff I record is tolerable. 
And have you ever wanted to take that step to make it your full time gig, or do you just appreciate it and just like it as a side hustle? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think down the road, possibly. Um, but I think I've come to realize in the past year, like really recently, that like I would have to give up probably like touring with bands if I wanted to do it full time. It, it it's just too much to like balance playing and recording. I know there's like people that do it. Like there's you know there's there's a lot. Of, I mean, I'm trying to think people like. Like, I don't know, big, big names, you know, like Kirk Lou and shit can do it. But like, for me, I'm, I'm on such a small level where it's like, I'm, you know, I got to focus on one thing. Um, I can't do both. Like, I, so I, I would like to, you know, I want to do both, but like one, one thing's got to take over, uh, to, you know, the other. So, I think my focus more is playing with bands than recording, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that because tr- trying to have to find that that perfect balance, it, it can be really hard, especially when currently it's your side gig and not your main gig. So to have to try to like rebalance everything to try to you know make that adjustment, I, I can totally see how that could you know be uh, you know like a, not trouble, but just a lot to take on right now. Absolutely. Okay, and want to ask you about restraining order uh, awesome band uh, i'm just curious when you guys started this band did you uh, have any idea on like where it was going to end up today because uh, you know pretty popular band awesome music you guys are doing a whole lot uh, which i'll get to but I, i'm just curious if you had any kind of vision for restraining order in the very beginning um i mean it's, it's yeah i uh we kind of, I knew when we started the band that like it was special to me and all of us really. Like I, I think it was um, after years of doing bands and like failing in bands, <laughs> um, I kind of felt like Restraining Order was going to be like my last hurrah. <laughs> Like my last, like real, like all right, this is the last band I'm gonna do that, like um, I'm gonna like really put a lot of effort into. So going in with that mindset, I and, and like from the first practice, I remember just being like, "Damn, like I'm really stoked on these songs." We weren't really quite sure though if it was gonna like translate to the scenes we're usually associated with because. I mean, we love like fast hard. We love punk and fast hardcore more than anything. But we've always been kind of like me and Keith and Kyle have always been kind of middle of the road hardcore kids who kind of just love everything. And so we end up just playing with bands of all styles. Uh, so when we started this band, that was clearly, clearly punk based. Very, like, you know, no real like, like heaviness to us. Um, we were kind of like unsure if we were going to be able to stick. Like we were worried we were going to be too punk for uh, the hardcore kids and too hardcore for, you know, the basement punks and all that shit, which I guess we kind of are, but um, luckily, you know, we're able to fit in on all these bills we play now. So it's awesome. I'm really happy with where we are, are now. Yeah, it's an, uh, definitely an awesome thing to watch because uh, if I'm going to be honest, uh, it normally wouldn't be like my first you know type of band to gravitate towards, you know, because it's, it's a little bit more on the the punk side. But when I listen to Restraining Order, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, it, it just sticks out to me. I'm like, wow, uh, this wouldn't be like my first choice, but for some, for some reason, this band has me, you know, listen to the record on repeat, wanting to actually make it a point to see the uh, to see that band when I'm out at these fests, and it's always a good time too. So I I, I definitely appreciate. Uh, you know, restraining order, and I'm happy to see the success that you guys are having. Um, and I, I know a lot of you guys have like you know uh, full time jobs. 
uh, and I kind of like the strategy of uh, you guys doing these like regional, uh, you know, tours, you know, just like shorter dates, you know, like flying stuff. I, I, I think that's really awesome that you guys uh, are able to make that kind of stuff work. And I, I'm just curious, uh, you know, uh, whose idea was that? And instead of trying to book like a full U.S., which is like a bigger task to take on. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think, you know, like a lot of bands, the pandemic really liked kind of fucked up our like i hate using this word just because it sounds so pro but like album cycle you know like mm -hmm. we put our lp and we didn't really get to like do much off of it i mean we did more than a, a lot of bands did i guess around that time but like i think we did like a bunch of northeast shows and like fya and then like we did we did a tour of terror which was like two weeks or something which was awesome but uh, I think right now we're kind of in this like weird interperiod between our next LP. So we're kind of not trying to do a lot, but we're also trying to make up for all the places we haven't hit since the last record. So, you know, we're kind of like, instead of doing a full US, we're kind of just like, all right, let's just hit all these spots like California we haven't been to in Texas and like, you know, we did the Midwest tour last month. So, um, I mean, ideally, I, I mean, we do have plans of doing longer tours. Uh, we can't announce them yet, but, um, um, right now I think just like, we're kind of just waiting until we have more music in like another fall length to really like do a long tour. And it's, uh, you know, cool that you're coming back to california because if i remember correctly what the last time you guys were out here was that for the new age showcase i uh oh no actually we played uh we played there the year after new age we 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 played um when we toured with devils then we played um i think uh santa cruz and uh san pedro Oh, okay yeah uh, now i remember that i got devil's den okay yeah so yeah it, so it, it's definitely been a minute but i'm happy that you guys are coming back uh i'm stoked to see you guys again especially out here on the west coast i'll, I'll be at the the program date because that's right by my house oh hell yeah yeah so, so it should be fun um but it is crazy what when you think about right the um the last record uh, that this world is too much came out uh you know tail end of 2019 here we are about to hit the middle point of 2022 uh did you want to put out a record sooner than uh, you know uh, you know it being almost three years or as the pandemic caused the uh, delay because that seems like a really long time for uh, like a newer hardcore band in between releases especially after having so much success uh, with that last record uh yeah i mean it's kind of like a double-edged sword because like it sucks that we lost all that time and um we didn't get to go as many places that we wanted to, but honestly that first like two months of the pandemic, I was writing shit ton for a streaming or like I probably wrote a half our next LP. So like having that time off, um, really got me like motivated. Um, so in a weird way, like, um, I don't think we would have had a record if we were touring a lot just because that's how we operate. We can, we just don't have like the the brain capacity to like write when we're touring. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a, a win, win, lose situation. But um, yeah, it is kind of, I guess. Yeah. So the record came out 2019 hopefully our next record will come out this year, but it, it's, uh, I can't really, I can't really, um, uh, look that far ahead right now. It might come out next year. So that'd be like a four year gap. This is crazy. It goes by so fast. Yeah. When I think about four years, I'm like, that's like a whole, uh, you know, run up through high school. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. wild. That's wild. That's and crazy. yeah, that's crazy to think about it in that terms. But then also like, just the amount of bands that will have come and gone and like the four years in between is yeah. also crazy to think about too. Yeah. 
straight up like four years of hardcore like that's like era, eras of hardcore history are like four years you know what I mean? like yeah. each wave of hardcore is like four or five six years so it's like man getting old it's like time just like speeds the hell up it's crazy it is crazy but at least you the last release is strong enough to hold up in my opinion because uh, to this day like i don't think that record has gone stale anytime that i listen to it um it, it's still awesome and i'm stoked that you guys are still staying busy uh but i i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this uh, european takeover that triple b is doing restraining orders a part of it i, I think it's a really great lineup i love that the fight is getting out warfare is awesome i wish they would do more uh, you know dead heat from california is going to be on it and then also magnitude from north carolina so I, i'm just curious to hear your thoughts about that oh dude it's gonna be a blast it's it's gonna be so much fun um it's literally all friends you know we're all friends every band uh uh just like i, I love all those bands and i love their music you know not just not just as people but like I'll, I'll probably watch every band every night um and uh yeah it's awesome i mean we we were supposed to go to europe two years ago and that got canceled um but it's kind of like a blessing in disguise because we got to do this like sick package tour now and um i i think it's gonna be a blast i mean um it's like two weeks you know it's not not too long and we're gonna be with friends and going to a lot of places i've never been so um i'm really excited for it and in those situations right you're traveling internationally uh, do you care more about like trying to just like soak up uh, the fun of tour or, or do you care to you know experience the you know culture of those countries that you're going to oh yeah i mean um uh, I mean, I love like, like you know, seeing shit, <laughs> seeing sights, um, you know, as as much as we can. Um, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, um, I know this tour. I mean, not to get too inside, we're gonna be all in one bus. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never done a bus tour, so like. I don't know how that works with like sightseeing and shit, but I'm, I'm assuming we'll be able to like uh, journey around the, the, the cities we're in around the venues and stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to uh, see sites and stuff. I'm always curious, like what the food situation is going to be like, cause I'm not sure like, you know, um, if you are like vegan or anything like that, but I'm just curious, like what kind of food um, is good out there? So I've never been out there. Yeah, I mean, I went once a long time ago with my old band, and um, I've, I've been uh, a vegetarian for about 12 years now, maybe longer, um, on and off, you know, and, and vegetarian, vegan, kind of, mostly vegetarian. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're very, I mean, most of the places I played when I was out there, this was in... 2013 they were very uh like sympathetic to to non-meat diets mm-hmm. and um they also i i usually in the places we played at least it was very it was common for them to feed us at the shows which was awesome um something americans could you know learn to do american promoters <laughs> not to put any more uh responsibility on them but looking to, you know, feeding bands, providing a place for them to stay. Like, that's all pretty custom in Europe. Um, so, oh, wow. yeah, I mean, I remember being in, like, Zurich, and um, we went to this, like, backyard barbecue near the venue. Like, <laughs> I don't even know who it was, like, whose house it was. But uh, the promoter, like, walked us there. And it was, like, some of the best food I've ever had in my life. It was all vegan food. And it was insane, so... Hopefully we can uh, do that again. <laughs> now you got me thinking. I actually booked my first show. It's uh, uh, coming up in a couple of days, uh, and I have no food planned, <laughs> no place for them to stay. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, am I the worst promoter right now? <laughs> what's What's the show? <laughs> um, it, it's uh, so th- there's this band Anxious from C- Connecticut. They're on tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so th- they're on tour with Boston oh, Manor. Nice. 
um, higher power oh, wow. and trash boat, but it's their off day. Uh, so I, I hit up my friends and anxious, uh, and they're like, yo, like let's do a show. But, um, cause I've been bugging them, uh, since the last time they came out to California, um, to, for them to do a last straw set. Cause they have another band, uh, you know, Connecticut straight edge band last straw on young yep. blood records. I was like, dude, just do a couple songs. And they didn't, but this time around they're like, yo, like, let's just do a whole last straw show. So I'm like, all right, like, let, let's do it. So it's like last straw and a bunch of local bands, uh, take it to heart from orange County Firestarter from LA, uh, major pain from Orange County, but then last minute, higher power, uh, who's on that tour with anxious, I guess they didn't have plans on their day off. So they're like, Hey, is it possible for us to get on the show? I'm like, hell yeah. Like, let's do it. Let's add another band. So, uh, that's, that's the, yeah. So that's the full lineup, uh, you know, on a Monday night. So I'm, I'm hoping, uh, you know, people roll out, support the bands that are on tour and also the local bands as well. But, but yeah, I have no food plans or anything for <laughs> them. <laughs> so, no, yeah. I mean, dude, you're, you're not alone there. I, 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 uh, I mean that that tour they're doing like the real like uh like the the show you know the tour package shows that they're doing I'm sure they're getting hooked up with buyouts and all that shit so like one one little off show was not going to hurt them I'm sure yeah yeah but um that's awesome that's cool that they're they're doing that off date with you I'm super soaked because it was just like this I this idea that kind of uh, happened because I I, I saw anxious when they came through um, last time they're on tour with knuckle puck and uh, you, you know th those are my friends and we were just talking at the show and um, it just yeah it just happened happened to come up in conversation and it was just like all right cool if you're serious I'll make it happen and sure enough you know fast forward like a couple months later here we are the show's about to happen so it's uh, you know it's something cool for me to be able to do but also I'm just stoked for everybody that gets to see these bands and actually just, you know, have like a fun thing to do on, on a Monday night. For sure. But okay. Well, that's awesome that you guys are going on this European takeover. Uh, obviously I I'm sure there's interest in other countries. Uh, is that something you would want to do in the future? Like head to Japan or head out to Australia? Absolutely. Um, that's definitely the plan. I mean, we, we don't have any, concrete plans mm -hmm. right now but like once we um put out this new record we're, we're trying to hit as many spots as possible because i'm i'm not like i'm not gonna say like i'm old but like i'm definitely at an age where like i gotta if i want to see these parts of the world i gotta do it now you know so i would love to go to japan australia anywhere you know anywhere that'll have us yeah, I, I I think that would be super sick because I'm sure you have fans like out in those countries and uh, just to be able to travel there and play your music that you created uh, you know, here at home uh, and play that across the world. I'm sure that would be such a like a cool feeling. Oh, for sure. I'm always like so uh, humbled by how many people like hit us up online and stuff from wherever, um, from anywhere. Yeah, it's it's so cool that they take interest in this band that we do in Western Massachusetts. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely awesome to be able to watch from the sidelines and, uh, you know, see you guys have great success. And like I said, I've, I've been able to see you in, you know, California and, uh, Florida out in the Northeast as well. I, I was there when you guys played, um, uh, SWB, which was cool. That's out right. there And Wilkes-Barre, um, so yeah, I, I got to see you guys in, in a couple different places and it's always, it's always a good time whenever I want, I, I feel like the best way to, to describe like a restraining order life set is just fun, like all around. For sure. For sure. I mean, we, we're not, we're definitely the inclusionary band, you know, like we just want everyone to fucking come up front and just fucking have a blast. You know, we, I've been in so many bands where like everyone gets their ass beat and stuff you know <laughs> like, I, I don't have to prove that anymore that i can like play a breakdown like restrainer is the band i just want people to like jump off shit and like slam into each other and stuff i i, I like when bodies are packed up front just in, you know in front of the stage like i played enough horseshoes in my life so um we're i i i love being the fun band Okay, and uh, I'm curious if, if you can remember you, you guys played a show in New York with No Pressure, which is uh, you know insanely yep. popular band. Um, it, it was definitely a cool lineup, Method of Doubt, Rule Them All. But I, I'm just curious if you can remember what was that set like for you guys? Because I always find that 
those no pressure shows always bring uh, like an interesting crowd just because of you know the, the popularity of the members in that band yeah oh dude that show was a blast it was a fucking blast i mean um that was the first time we've played manhattan like man like new york city proper uh and uh going in yeah i, w- I wasn't really sure what to expect um just because you know um i don't know like i i didn't i didn't go in expecting it to be like a great set um but it, yeah the, every i mean with a lineup like that you know it brought out a lot of hardcore kids and like a lot of kids that probably may have never heard of us but people were just fucking having a blast like we had a great reaction um that yeah it, um that show was awesome, man. <laughs> I would totally play like more shows like that if if we were offered them. And uh, do you ever get nervous to kind of play something that's like you know obviously like there's definite hardcore ties there, but obviously uh, they're not a hardcore band. So like I said, it, it could be a little bit different. Like you guys are playing that uh, fest fest, which is like you know an, an interesting lineup. Uh, not a hardcore fest, but you know there's uh, you know hardcore bands on it. But something like that, do you get nervous, or are you just uh, you know happy to have that opportunity? Yeah, no, I, I don't really get nervous. I get more. Uh, I'm, I'm, if anything, I'm excited to play to a, a new crowd. Because um, restraining, like I, I'm self aware enough to know that restraining order is a band that could appeal to um, people, especially in the fest world. Like I, I don't think we're that far off from. A lot of those headliners were a little more aggressive, but like, um, I mean, a lot of that world, like a lot of those bands, I don't really know. Even like some of the headliners, like I look at that lineup and I'm like, I know this band's big, but like I never really like listened to them. Like I know, like obviously bands like Hot Water Music and Down Some Souls and shit. I, I, I love those bands, but mm-hmm. like, um, some of the others, I'm like, eh. like, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't really get nervous anymore about playing shit like that. I, if anything, I get more stoked. It's 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 nice to change it up. Yeah, and Restraining Order definitely does have that sound that can uh, like appeal to people outside of hardcore. You know, the the, the people that are um, you know maybe uh, like, like loosely tied to it or maybe know of like some of the bigger bands like uh, Turnstile. Uh, terror rotting out th- that type of stuff I-, I feel like yeah you guys could easily uh, you know bring those kind of people in just because you you have that sound that uh you know wouldn't turn off a, a lot of people on the outside oh yeah totally totally i mean um yeah we just you know we just like like i said we just try to be inclusionary like we, we we'll play I, I mean obviously there's some bills like we turn down um if if it you know we we're not gonna play probably with like some like like crazy new metal shit or something but like i was about to say deathcore but we we toured with like google con once <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. and that was awesome like it was so sick like those guys well one those guys are great and like like two like we would play our set and then like kids in Kublacon shirts would like come up and buy restraining order merch. So, like I thought that was awesome. Like it reminded me of being a kid, like, cause I, I liked metalcore and stuff when I was in high school and then I would go to like a punk show or something. And I just, I'd be like, this is awesome too. Like, I don't know. Like now that I think about it, we'll, we'll play with like pretty much anyone. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it's smart because you're, you never really know who you're going to attract or who you're going to influence or who's going to like your band. You just got to go out there, do your thing and kind of just, you know, keep it moving. For sure. Okay. Well, I'm, uh, you know, happy to hear that restraining order staying busy. You guys got a lot of cool stuff coming up, which I'm excited for. Uh, happy to be able to see you on the West coast, but w- w- want to ask you about, um, you know, some more of your, uh, you know, gate four studio stuff. I, I'm just curious, where does that name come from for the studio? Oh, um, so I, I moved into the spot, the spot I'm in now, I moved into about six years ago 
and I was trying to come up with a name for the studio. And I literally just walked outside, like, the building. And um, across the street is the uh, Eastern States Expo- Exposition Center, which is where uh, we have this huge New England fair there called the Big E that people come, like, all over the place for. And uh, so there, there's a bunch of gates. And I was right outside of Gate 4. So I was like, oh, there you go, Gate 4 recording studio. It's like, I. I didn't put much thought into it, mm. but then I found out, I, I didn't realize there's a studio in Philadelphia called studio four. And it's, uh, that dude will, uh, yeah, records there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this was probably like a year later. I was like, Oh fuck. Like that might like, I hope people don't think I'm like ripping that dude off or something like that. It totally wasn't intentional. Like, I was like, oh, man, another Will that records and, like, his studio has four in it. I don't know. I felt a little stupid after I found that out, but that is what it is. Yeah, uh, you weren't, like, uh, you didn't really even, you know, think about that. That was just something that kind of, you know, came out afterwards. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Things happen. Parallel thinking, (laughs) kind of, you know. Yeah, I'm too stubborn to change it. Like, (laughs) I I was like, ah, fuck it. Uh, But I remember, like, like realizing that and he, he had been making records for a while at that point so <laughs> i was like oh, i don't really have any like weight in this uh but he's clearly doing much better than i am so i'm sure he's, he'd be fine with it i don't think there's any confusion yeah he's uh he, he's been at it for a while but i'm I, you know I, there's some records that you recorded that i'm like okay this is you know gonna be um, looked at in the history books of hardcore, you know, whenever we're long and gone. Oh. So, man, that's very kind of you to say. I, 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 that's why I do it to be honest. Well, not like, not to like, uh, further my ego or something, but like, I, I like looking at recording records as like a history, not necessarily like making history, like, oh, this is going to fucking change the world, but like, that's kind of why I got into it. It's just like, I want to document shit. I want like, if I do this band for like a month or something, I want like a recording of it and we can look back on it and we can find it on discogs and we can laugh, you know, that kind of shit. I love that shit. I love just having a way to like, just document, um, yeah, whatever, whatever's going on at the, at the moment. I, I, I think it's de- definitely really important because, uh, especially these days with, uh, the, the ability to record basically anything because uh, everyone has a cell phone in their pocket. So uh, you just pull that out. Uh, these days, most uh, smartphones have a decent camera. Uh, you know, and I, I know people like to give Androids crap, but I feel like it's they're way past that. Like, I, I own an Android, which is like, you know, it's fine. It has a, a really nice camera, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like the, the ability to do stuff like that and then to even, uh, you know, uh, take pictures, whatever. I, I feel like it's really important to try to preserve as much as we can because uh, obviously back in the day, uh, people did, but not as much as today, and in, in my opinion. And, and I, I get that. Um, maybe some things are just better left undocumented, you know, special memories, whatever. But I, I think it's awesome for anyone who's taking their time to do their part and just preserve any little piece of uh, this hardcore history because it's, it's always fun to, to be able to look back and you never know who's going to want to dig into the archives and maybe discover something that they weren't even aware of. So I, I always think it's really important for, um, you know, for anyone who's even interested in it to, to start doing it. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely, you know, like you said, there's some things that shouldn't be documented. I, and I totally agree, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I, I love history. Like, I mean, that's actually, <laughs> ironically, I went to school for history uh, not not reporting, mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's my way of trying to justify uh, me going to college for four and a half years to get a history degree. <laughs> no, well, uh, at least you got the degree. I, I I dropped out of college. I think like like maybe like two and a half years in. I was like, I'm over this. <laughs> I, I have this uh, tendency to like if I start something, I gotta I gotta finish it. So mm-hmm. like. At the time, I was like, fuck, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. So, but 
I'm dude, like two and a half years in, I was on autopilot. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I just did the bare minimum to get by and somehow graduated. So, um, I, I, I totally understand that. Okay. And I'm just curious if you remember, uh, you uh, worked on the um, Human Work LP um, from the band Warren, yep. which uh, that record is awesome on From Within Records. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, go listen to that record. But um, for for that experience, can you uh, talk about um, anything that you can remember? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was done in like, I want to say October or November probably October 2020. So really like kind of all of us kind of in the middle of like the total bullshit of the world at, at that period. So we weren't really all sure at all if like shows were going to come back or, or, or anything. So it was awesome being able to work on that because it, it just felt like we, I, I mean, I don't know how the other guys felt, but like I, I remember just like being in the studio and just like not thinking about all the like nonsense that was going on in the world with COVID and presidential elections and all this other shit. So, uh, yeah, they came up for a weekend. We tracked it. It was literally like Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and the record was done. And then I mixed it. Obviously that took a little while, but, um, yeah, that was awesome. I, um, I was really stoked to work on that. And I, I pretty sure, Dan asked me to record it like maybe like a year before that. So like way before any of the COVID shit happened. So mm. I, I remember being really happy that I was able it, it came together. Yeah, no, that that that's cool that he reached out that far in advance and still wanted to work with you because that, that that's cool because you know things change. You know, people you know get different interests, but the fact that you know still a, a year later that they are still interested and wanted to work with you, I, I think that's really awesome. Oh yeah. Okay, well, and then you uh, worked with a newer band, uh, Broken Vow. They, they they just put out a split um, with yep. uh, this Canadian band, Set Straight. But I, I was just curious um, uh, if you could talk about that experience because I'm a huge fan of Broken Vow. Those are friends of mine, uh, you know, just a younger uh, crop of kids who are doing cool shit in their area. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I... Uh, uh, they're, they're a bunch of, you know, younger uh western mass and connecticut dudes and um i think uh tommy reached out and he like he kind of does a lot of recording on his own so he he had like demos and stuff of the songs already and just needed someone to you know help him record a whole band i guess and um yeah it came out awesome they're really you know really dialed in and uh i think we did that so we did the split is i've already i've done two sessions with them um we did that split i think last fall i think like november maybe mm -hmm. and i had them back in earlier this year for their one scene unity comp song which is also sick um but yeah, it's awesome. I, I'm stoked that there's like a younger band from the area just because it was really bleak for a while. There wasn't any like younger bands. And I always tell them that like they got to keep it going just because like someday I'm going to be old and like not want to <laughs> not want to do hardcore anymore. So like, not, you know what I mean? So like I'm glad that they can like be the torchbearers. Yeah. They're all good kids. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. They have like the the ear, and then they're you know really talented. So uh, it, it's awesome to see them you know come up over the last couple of years and to see where they're headed because I know they have a lot of awesome things planned. And yeah, I, I'm I'm stoked for for them and for you guys to to have a newer band like that in your area. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Although I will say I was bummed that they're not a straight edge band. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I went in recording them thinking they were a straight edge band. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, we're not. Like, just like a few of us are. I was like, oh, fuck. Um, not that that matters, but like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, I, I get it. Sometimes, uh, 
uh, that will sway me to like a band a little more if they are a straight edge <laughs> band <laughs> which yeah, is yeah it really it really does not matter but yeah it was just like a, a light ball busting that i have um but yeah they're, they're great i i hope they fucking blow the fuck up i really do okay and as far as anything else um you know music wise are, are you doing anything or even trying to do anything outside of restraining order and maniac um oh we uh we just started recording the uh sentinel lp mm-hmm. uh, that should be out maybe this year uh it seems to be moving pretty quick cool thing with sentinel is it's like you know even though we're spread across like three or four different states um we all can kind of like work on it at our own pace and like different um you know kind of work on it by ourselves if that makes any sense like Mm -hmm. um so i think that will come together pretty quick um other than that got a few little things in the works but nothing like nothing really like finished yet um really just i mean we're working on the new restraining order lp right now so that's kind of like my main goal is to get that done soon um it's pretty pretty close to being done just gotta like put some guitars and some vocals on it so that's kind of my main focus right now getting that done okay and if anyone wants to record with you, um, how should they get in contact with you? Um, they can find my email um, or my Instagram page, which has my email on it. Um, unfortunately, they'll probably have to wait a while <laughs> for mm-hmm. me to book right now. Just not necessarily because the studio's booked, but uh, just just everything restraining order is doing for the next like three or four months. It's just going to make it really hard for me to record bands so um uh feel free to hit me up but i wouldn't expect to get in in the near future <laughs> for sure so all right well well it's out there um you know hopefully people reach out um but yeah. but before we go is there anything else you would like to say um no nah, not really uh just uh just uh Come come out to uh, these restraining order shows coming up and uh, come hang out. And um, like I said, feel free to hit up the studio. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that's really it. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me on, man. This is great. No problem. Thank you for your time. I, I definitely appreciate it. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Thank oh, you. Yeah. To, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll be back soon.